No, he didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. This is a very, very special episode. I am here with Mr. OSR himself after another, <laughs> the fifth successful Bathurst 12-hour. Mike, how are you going, mate? Good, buddy. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing oh, that's well. Okay. No, thanks for joining me. You're doing me <laughs> a great favour. Look, I, I sat there for about 14 hours yesterday watching a screen of a, a really bad car drive around really poorly and... Um, we survived. A lot of other cars survived, but you had 53 entries this year. We actually had more than that, but 53 people on the track, so we actually didn't get all the GT3 entries in because we had a max field. Yep. What's it like to have the fifth one be this popular and successful? Um, well, it, it's interesting because we've not had the size GT4 field before. We've never had those numbers, so it's a little bit of an unknown, and we thought we had a, a, a handle on it. And we didn't. No. So <laughs> things went smoothly. What are you talking about? Look, no, they they did. But I tell you what, there was a. It, it was like a duck on a pond, mate. It was all smooth on top, but there was a lot of paddling going underneath the surface. I can tell you. So um, let me quickly jump in. I want to ask the first question. The server at the start. Oh. The the talk us through what's going through your head at the start. For those who don't know, we had to do a server switch uh, because obviously no cars could get out of the track, which made a problem. Uh, but then that. Grew, grew into more problems of clutches not being available for for GT4s when they needed them. Um, what was happening in your head and, and in the in the um, I, in the room I, at that stage? I can't say that to this <laughs> going out publicly. <laughs> okay, give us a, look, a, a moderated look, right version thing, of that. Look, the right thing to say here is that Simon Black has set over ten thousand <laughs> iRacing servers yep. in the history of OSR. And that's that's genuine. We can we can verify those figures, right? For all the things that we've done, I say, okay, we've we've always used the website though because of its reliability. The the UI site originally had all sorts of silly things going on, and you couldn't go backwards. And what compounded it for Simon? He's always had sketchy um, internet connection. So he would be clicking on something, and he thinks he's clicked on it. He goes forward, and it's not the 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 the, the input's not being accepted. Or it's been accepted twice, and so it's double click, and it's all sorts of things, right? So anyway, we go back to the UI. He and I sat down on Wednesday afternoon, and we went through the because Henry was setting up the practice servers and so forth. Uh, he and I went through the Saturday night server and the Sunday server, and we went through absolutely everything step by step. Um, and he's asking me the questions, and just clicking away, he goes. And he look, he is absolutely brilliant at it. And it's one of those moments where, for just some reason, and he actually went in on Saturday night after. He had we had finished the the the, the quality and all that sort of stuff, and went through the results again just to make sure that he had it set absolutely perfect. And just for some reason, he sat there staring at it, and he didn't see that it was rolling start. Uh, and what what happened? What then happened was yes. because we don't all go out at the start and jump on the grid, right? When it said rolling start, no car took the grid, so. They couldn't no start the race. No one triggered the start of the race. That's right. No one triggered the start of the race. Now, at that point, there is a vein on my forehead that is poking <laughs> out thicker than my little finger. Yep. I'm about to, my brain is about to explode and I'm going, can we do this? Can we try this? And we're backwards and forwards. And we've got to make a decision because people are going, what's going on? What's going on? So it's, okay, we've got to reset. I didn't have Simon. And for that split second, Simon wasn't there <laughs> and neither was Henry. And they're my two 
service yep. setters. They've got that. They've got it, man. They are. They, they are both very good at doing. So anyway, Henry fired up the second server because. Um, no, sorry. Officially, Simon fired up the second server. All right. Yeah. No, we don't want to talk about that any further. All right. No. But but we got it up and we missed um, when it was being set. We missed the um, the config with regards to auto clutch for GD4s because GD3 cars have a clutch, so you can use it. Yeah. But GD4s don't, and that made it difficult. Like, oh my god, do we have to do this again? Please, no. We're running late. This is the third one. This is just another cluster. No, we're good. We got into the safety cars and I can move them away and then we're starting to get stuff right. So we just had to go with it. And I, I look, I, I'm sorry to the GD4 guys that had difficulties with it. But eventually, I think everyone learnt to, to work with it. The only, probably the biggest issue was when somebody spun, stalled and was facing the wrong direction. They had to, for, for the inexperienced guys in the GT4 class, they had to disable uh, traction control, yeah. you know, light the thing up. Let, hit hit the hit the gear and just split turn it, which is hard to do when you're facing the wrong way at the dipper, yep. and not sure who's coming, who's not. So we tried to help out as best we could. So, yeah, it, it was hard for those guys. We un, we appreciate that. We're really sorry. It was just one of those things. Getting used to the new UI, understanding it, being aware of it, and we'll we'll do better. It'll just be one of those things that it's just like it'll be micromanaged next time far more than what it was. And I mean, look, Simon and I went through it. We did a great job, but. That's what happened. So yeah, one little sorry, one guys. little miss thing. It, it is <laughs> one little thing. Eh? So oh, cool. let's get back to the good stuff. You talked about the GT4 field being the first time it's been this big. We had a yes. capacity of eighteen, which was yes. really good. We were a part of it. Um, yes, thank you. It also brought up its 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 challenges because now you had that mix of talent and speed on the track as well. Yes. How did you find that went over the twelve hours? Look, I. <sighs> We, we struck this once before in the first time that we did it with the GD4 guys, and some of them got really criticised and hammered by the GD3. Going, oh, you don't know what you're doing. It's too far. But you've got to remember, you're in a GD4 going across the top of the mountain. You are hanging on for grim life, and somebody's coming up behind you, and they're doing you know, X amount of seconds per lap faster speed. Okay? You don't always see them because you're trying to set up your exit off the mountain or going through the cutting or the grate and so forth. So GD3 drivers have got to be – you've got to work with the GD4 guys. now. From that point of view, yep, I mean, you look at some of the, like the guys that were up the front with the GD3 cars, they're fast drivers and they're really good drivers. And we had some more gentlemanly drivers in the GT4 class. Now, that aside, I honestly think they did a very good job overall, considering, yes, there were a few nuances that didn't quite go right, (coughs) excuse me, Um, but, I mean, overall, they had a day where they have up to 35 cars coming at them every 10, 15 laps. So from that perspective, the GD3 guys, you know, they've got to be patient. You can't just bark down at the GD4 fellas, oh, you've got to get out of the road, because they don't. They've got to race as well. And part of multi-class racing is dealing with traffic, and sometimes you're going to get balked, and sometimes you're going to have to hold up. So there were GD3 guys that made mistakes that were the same as, or worse, than what some of the mistakes were that the GD4 guys um, did. So I, I think you've got to put it in perspective overall. And, you know, a lot of the GD4 guys had a really good race. They were out there and there was lots of stuff going backwards and forwards and positions changing and so forth. And, you know, they've got every right to be out there. So I, I was really happy with it. 
Could they be a little bit more experienced? Yes, but you, how do you get experience? You, you only get experience by doing it, mm-hmm. and they were out there doing it. So good on them. I, I, I don't have any criticism um, of the GD4 guys any more than I do of GD3 guys if we're looking at the total package of perfection in a multi-class race. So you expect it to happen. It did on both sides of the field. So, yeah, I, I don't want to can the GD4 guys at all. I think they did a good job overall, um, given the circumstances that they had, the experience that they had. And GD3 guys, you know, you've got to cope with it. you just got to deal. Well, at the end of the day, we had 18 start the GT4s. There was, what, 13 of them got across the line at the end? Oh, most yeah, of them, yeah. only a handful of laps off the lead. Yep. Uh, you can't say that for the GT3s, even though, yep. you know, there there was a solid amount of them on, on the end lap. and. From experience, from me being out there, it was scary. If if you got them between the cutting and Forrest's <laughs> elbow, yep. you just had to either find the best gap, not hit the wall, or get on the line and make them wait, especially yes. if you got to Skyline. There was yes. a few spots by the end of it you could, okay, cool, just before the grate, I'm going to move over a little bit and let you come down the inside, or just after the grate, you can take the yep. inside and, and going into Skyline, I'll move over to the wall, you go down this side. But... um. Yeah, like we were we were spotting three seconds, two seconds, one yep. second, you got three. Yep. And and yep. I think you had to have a good spotter driver combination to get through it. But it was it was interesting and I really enjoyed I know I I knew I wasn't gonna have the speed for the, the top group, but I definitely we had the speed for the bottom group. We had some very interesting safety car situations where <laughs> um the the leader would get let past, but the, that's because he's not leading the race, and the leader of the race got pulled up, which meant you had a GT4 then getting the leaders getting like a, a two minutes ahead of everyone because they're on the back of the line, and then yep. everyone get get led around, and we wouldn't get led around, or we would, but we wouldn't get our lap back. Yep. So yep. all day we were chasing our lap, and we could never get it back because yep. of this the the intricacies of like we had to have two back to back, so we wouldn't get the the gt4s and gt3s together when the safety but anyway that's a whole other story it was it, it added a little bit of strategy because i could see what ttr and eclipse in particular were doing were going past they were instead of jumping into the pits under yellow which everyone was doing they were staying out and getting past the safety car and then getting that that crap yep. between them and the the second and third places which was interesting yep. and we just didn't have the smarts to do that but safety cars a lot of chalk in the discard this discord this morning about it what <laughs> what's your thoughts on on the safety car situation um, uh, a the, there was lots of them b you can't really avoid that uh c they seem to take a little bit longer than than i think a few people hoped for but what were your thoughts on it from your end um yeah okay there was there was more than we would have liked in the event you don't want that many because you you want to have some yeah yeah, you can strategize and you can, if you're back of the field, you can top off the tank, but then you want to have some longer runs where that actually pays dividends. You know, so the guys at the back of the field are going to duck in quickly at the back at the end of a safety car, do a top off of the tank and maybe go a lap or two longer than some of the guys up the front, look for track position or, you know, something. So, yeah, there was too many of them um, and they were all bar three of them um, were for incidents on the circuit. We had three randoms. And then the question is asked, you know, should we have random safety cars? Well, you know, what's the balance? The answer is yes and no. And I asked this question actually after the second one is, you know, as we got closer to the third one, which was late in the race, do we do this? And the resounding, you know, do we go ahead with it because we've had so many safety cars? And the resounding answer was, you've set this up. 
you've preset this. The people that need to know, and that would be Simon, myself, and Jay in the in the booth, um, you know, that need to know about it. And our, and one of our safety car drivers, because our other safety car driver had one of his teammates in the race, so he didn't get to hear anything about it. Um, uh, you know, is is that you've got this set up? This is what you've done. This is the integrity of how you set up and what you say you're going to do. You stick to that plan no matter what. If you change it, then you potentially are changing the result of the race or the outcome of the race or the face of the race, and that is race control or administration manipulating the race, and that's where we don't want to go. We, we really never want to be in that situation where we're going, oh, yeah, look, we'll just slip an extra one in here because that'll close it up and make the racing more exciting, or no, we won't put one in here because I want him to win. Right? That's just – that's so – that's all wrong, and we don't do that. We never have done that, and we never would. So uh, that was the resounding thought in my head is, okay, we've got to go with – we've got three out of the four possibles. I mean, zero is also a possible option. It's a random genera- generator that we that we use, and I, I, I screenshot it and put it up there and then work it out in minutes, and away we go. So it's preset before the race, and the minutes into the race are when it is. We calculated the, the extra 40 minutes that we use for grid timing. We added that to it, so – when that minute clicked over, wherever the cars were at that point on the track at that time, that's when we hit the button and call safety car. If it is an advantage or a disadvantage to someone and not someone else, is what it is. Now, from that respect, then the next question is, is do we allow cars to have a reset? Because potentially you can halve your safety cars, can't you? If somebody, mm. you know, they've got to crash twice of them before they're out. Yeah. So do you do that? So, and again, the answer is yes or no, but in a 12-hour race with 50 cars, it is sim racing. We're not all professional drivers. Um, There's going to be guys that crash and they're out, and you don't want to be running around for the last three hours with five cars on the track. That's, there's nothing interesting in that, is there? So, how do you strike the balance? I I think we should leave the fast repair in, and I, I note, one astute person said perhaps you could make them, if they use it, sit in the pits for five minutes. One of the oh, that was a smart forum. person. I know, right? I, I thought, <laughs> man, listen to this guy. This guy's all right. We'll get him in board. He's yep. uh, That's going straight to the pool room. Um, <laughs> well, my um, thought is they're going to have to – they've got a free car sitting in the garage, you know, everything. Oh, You've oh, got was to that take you? time to get it in and out. Yeah, it was me. Oh, that was, oh right. Good. <laughs> Look at that. I know, right? I say smart <laughs> things once a year. I've just got to take credit when it happens. And this Boom. is my time. I'm I'm done for the rest of the year. Sorry. Everyone. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> well, that look, that's the theory. And we we were toying up in that last stop. We've we've got a fast repair up our sleeve. Our car was probably two seconds a lap off pace. Yep. We figured why when we're doing a pit stop, why not just change? There's no penalty to doing it. Yep. But we didn't because oh I, I made the wrong call. Well, Brayden, I'm sorry, I made the wrong call. You said to do it. I said not to do it. I wasn't confident enough to say this car is definitely five, se- uh, two seconds a lap off the pace because uh, I was doing times that I wasn't sure were were me, my skill, or the actual car itself. But it turns out it was the car. So we we, we were stuck between a lap between cars. So we weren't going to get anywhere anyway. But it's that thing of you hold it till the end, you get a boost for free. Yep. But in real life, you've got to, you'd have to get that car out of the garage and get it ready and swap it around and do changes and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that was my thought. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's, look, it's not a bad idea. And we, and, and, and look, from that point of view, I don't, I don't mind the idea. It's being able to police it. 
Yes. Um, because one of the things that we really had to look at too is, you know, when we issue a time penalty, we've got no real way to police it other than it has to be served at your next stop. So we record the lap that we've actually given it out, not the lap that the incident happened, but the lap that we've given out the time penalty so that we can then scroll quickly through your laps and see when your next pit stop was, go to that point, check to see if you went up to the box and then stop for the right amount of time. But we've got to assign people to go back and do that you know, because usually cars are pitting under caution and we're busy sorting out orders and wave buys and yada, yada, yada. And, and why was the caution called? Somebody had a crash. So is there somebody that needs to have a penalty looked at there? So we're doing all those reviews right after the start when, you know, that's your highest percentage of time to have another caution. Yep. So you can understand, you know, it might be 10 laps down the track before we can have a look. So if somebody then, if we add to that, that's something else that we've got to check. Did the person wait the right period of time? How do we, how do we time that? It's got to be self-policing. Yes. But yeah, that's I racing wants to put it in that you can allocate time penalties for pit stops. That would be amazing if you're listening Mate. out there. I racing. Yeah, I know, right? There's so many things that I racing could just slip in, like a drivable yep. safety car with lights on it that we could turn oh. on and off. Yep. Um, you could automate pit open, pit open and close because we still work. I'm, I'm pretty sure we still work under NASCAR rules for, for yes. road racing. That's ridiculous. What I don't get, oh. there's a safety car you can turn on for road racing, yeah. but it's NASCAR rules. So pit yep. close and all kinds of, yeah. And, yeah, it's just a nightmare and it wouldn't be that, oh, okay, I'm not going to say that I'm not a developer, but it, I don't think it would be that big a fix. I, but look, give us a, a, a car with flashing lights we can turn on and off. A pit Designate exit we as can, the best, yep, yep, safe yep, car. Yep. A, a pit exit that we can open and close, a pit yep. entry that we can open and close, and the ability to issue a stop and hold penalty um, better than what we've got now. Yep. Right? And, and it, like, those simple things, we can do the rest with it. Yep. Um, allow us to manually set a grid, for God's sake, so we don't have to go through all this. Um, allow us the ability to have a session with a top 15 shootout. How many how many series in the world do that sort of stuff? You know, so we, we need those things. Yeah. And we need it, it to be a manual ability. Yeah, there's not that much they need to add because you can see oh, how right. much that the iRacing community has created on their own. Oh, yeah. Very limited things. Like, it's just a simple thing. Like, let us have a race weekend. Yeah. Which oh, is yes. three oh. races qualifying for each or, or no qualifying oh. for each or whatever, but not what? have to do a heat, <coughs> a, a, a consolation, a, a B main, and then yes. a feature. Wouldn't it be good to set a weekend race so that we oh. had, like like we had on the weekend, instead of having, and, and we get it down to two servers now. We used to have to do three or four sometimes. Yep. But you could do a pre-qual server, right, and they limit the amount of cars that are going into the race. We've got these cars entered, so we can enter their ID number and away they go. They're limited, then then away they go. They do their prequal. The other thing is prequal laps. Let us choose more than four, please. Please, <laughs> yep. please, please. Right, do that. So, and, and then have a, um, the next server goes up at this time on Saturday night, our local time. This is what it's going to do. We're going to add a top 15 shootout to it, so we don't have to add a, a, a um, a free practice session and use that as the top 15 shootout and give us the result because we've got to have a race at the end of that. If nobody yes. joins a race, somebody's got to join the grid and go out there. Otherwise, we can't get the results out of it. Oh, wow. It's like, I didn't oh, even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go to Sunday and you can just set it up to do everything and the grid is set from what your qualifications are. It's not hard to do. It no. just needs an allocation of resources by our racing to do it and the will to do it. And it needs to be done because – 
road racing. I know, you know, they're American, NASCAR, yada, 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 but there's plenty of road racing in, in the US that needs to be catered for as well. And, you know, there's, then there's this thing called the rest of the world. And, yeah, we all like racing on the slightly different rules to good old US of A. But anyway, no, different it. story. Look, I'll, I'll throw one out there before we get on to the other good stuff is yeah, mate. A, a qualifying that finishes when the last person crosses the line, not when the check of oh, the bag yes. is waved. How good would that be? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we had very successful weekend for Eclipse. Where was it? How good was it to see the boys get both first and second? I, I'll, I'll talk about the sorry, not first and second GT three winner, GT four winner. Yeah, I want to talk yeah. about the GT four ending in a sec, but how good was Eclipse? We'll talk about that first. Well, yeah. Look, what a team for speed! What an absolute team for speed! It was. It was a masterful display. They were very, very quick. And I know we have other iRacers in Australia that could probably have given them a run for their money, and some of them um, some of them just didn't enter. So it was like, yep, that's a bit of a bugger. But, look, you can't take it away from them. They were, they were flawless in, in how they went about their racing. They were fast. They made good strategy decisions. Um, they didn't crash the car. They didn't barge. Uh, or if they did, we didn't see it. But they, you know, they didn't barge their way through on on slower lap cars. They really drove quite well for a young group of guys too, because they're not, you know, they're not, they're all not very old. They did a really, really good job. And then, yeah, the, the sister car coming along that was that was pretty impressive. I, I've got to say though, I, just as a precursor, I haven't seen the ending for the GD4. I didn't get oh, to you see haven't? all of it. Okay. No, tell me what happened. <laughs> I know that one. Okay, so. Look, I think everyone, or in particular my team, was obviously watching the GT4 finish because it was, within a second, the oh. whole last of it. Oh, okay. Are we, are we talking about with the TTR car? Yes. Oh, okay. I did see that. Sorry, I did see that. Okay, you did see that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Do I get your comments on this? <clears throat> where, 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 what, what, are you, what were your thoughts when you, when you did see it then? Look, you, you, it, it's, there's always going to be an argument that the GT3 car that came into the cutting to go underneath Jake Burton, there, there was a gap. He, he could have interpreted it to be a gap that was left open for him to go under. You can always have that argument. I know a lot of people are going to go, no way, that can't be the case. You know, oh, this is the lap I took every time. I know. I, I know that happens. But you think about it from the GT3 driver sitting in there to, to go underneath him. Is, it, is he opening the gap? Is it there for me to take or is it not? And Jake turns down and he doesn't turn down excessively. I, I don't, you know, I don't, there's no fault there from Jake at all. But can it be interpreted that he left the door open? It's possible. All right. So then we start to go around the corner and head up the hill and Jake's still there. Now, you know, Jake's got every right. He's fighting for a, for the win in GT4. Does the GT3 driver know that? Unknown. All right. We don't, we don't really know that. Should his spotter or somebody be saying, hey, you need to, you know, are, are you racing for a position? These guys are. Look for a better place to do it. Have more patience. There's a whole pile of things that could have happened there and probably should have happened there given Jake's position, right? And it's hard to tell. We watched it and he go, they go side by side and Jake moves across to take a line. Is Jake moving across? Jake's a hard-headed racer. Um, he's got some pretty strong opinions, and I'm sure he would be, you know, none too happy with with the, the 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 what he would interpret as a barge and contact that's just ruined his ability to chase down the lead car. So, 
which way do you go? It's it's I don't know what's in the the head of each driver, and yeah, it's it's not the best move by the by the GD three driver. Under the circumstances, he probably needed somebody telling him you need to button out of this. You know, pass him down, Conrod. You can do that easily, but yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it it's a fifty fifty thing. Oh, I mean, it's disappointing for the end result, certainly for the GD four for and for Jake. I can imagine him being very upset. And I, you know, you look at it and you think, yeah, absolutely, you've got every right to be. Should he been there? Well, you know, I, I just I can't say for the GD three car. It was it was impatient. A lot of people are going to sit there and go, no way, he should have just let Jake go. Absolutely, that's the case. But when you're racing, if you don't have somebody there, you're not really sure. You're not looking at his positions specifically, or you're not paying attention to that specifically. You could be involved in your own race. How do you call it? Um, it's pushy. It's a little bit not quite right, but but on the same circumstances, he's a faster car lapping somebody else. Yeah. I tend to lean more toward Jake's side um, and the TTR team's side in regard to that, that um, there should be better information for, for – it was Marcelo, I think, was it? Um, yeah. should have been so, better, yeah. better information for him. Yeah. Um, so I, I would not be um, – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna penalise, or you wouldn't penalise Jake for the for it. You'd probably look at Marcelo. How big is the penalty that you add? Well, you 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 you've got the the moral sense that he's racing. You know, he's just had his race ruined. That's a big style penalty, but in the scheme of things overall, if that had nothing to do with it, how big would it be? There's a bit of miscommunication. Um, so again, it's it's hard to call and be fair to both parties. That's a, that's a tricky one to do, and but it, it it's Jake's out of the race um, for first place effectively, and, and I think he dropped back to fifth or sixth when we finished. Sixth, so, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, pretty much you're gonna you're gonna put it on the GD3 car, um, where we would have ended up probably would have been either a pretty large hold or a, a drive through. Um, yeah, I think I think it all I think is where we would have ended up. I think. Yeah, I think what you've got is an instant instance on its own. You would go, okay, that's a 50-50. No problems. It's probably one could have given more room to the other. Or the, but then you add in the TTR had already crashed and already fought their way back to second yep. place. It was yep. the second last lap. So you're talking about 11 hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. It's into a race. Yeah. You're talking about the only battle for the lead we had on the day because Eclipse had, had put eight seconds on the other one. Yeah. All eyes are on that. You you add in all these other things that were trimmings to this one little incident that was doing 50-50 and all of a sudden it's a poof. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's I, a lot bigger thing than it was. But, yeah, look, I agree with you. I think it's uh, the GT3. Like I said, being in a GT4 car, and as soon as you've got a GT3 coming up to you at the cutting, you know you've got to either risk your life to let them pass between then and Forest, or yep. try and keep them behind you. Yep. It's the worst possible scenario for, yeah. for both both cars. Oh, look, absolutely, and and uh, you know, like there's a there's a little bit of knowledge that's got to go between the two drivers involved, and. You know, I it, well, I mean, I don't know the history between Jake and Marcelo at all, so I don't know is is there angst? Is there not angst? You know, that's not really a concern of ours in race control. And again, where it is in the race and and the effects, you know, the, the moral effect that it has over it is sort of not a concern. So even though you look at it and go, oh, but how could it yeah. not be? Well, you know, personally, of course it is. Wow, I, I mean, I'm sure Jake was pretty upset, and so yeah, you know, the whole TTR team was, of course, yes, of course, and I don't believe Marcelo deliberately 
dives in there just to ruin Jake's race. If he did, that would be a, a pretty bad thing to do. And I've got to say, I can't see Brenton allowing that sort of thing happening as a team manager. I think if uh, in the background, if someone were to do that, yeah, yeah, you might not have your your, your best mates yeah. hat on, but you don't let your drivers, when they're representing your team, do that. And I know that's one thing that Brenton's pretty pretty sharp on is you know you don't have to like somebody, but you don't you don't crash them out just just for the sake no. of doing it to ruin their race. No, and I, I know him well enough to know that that would not go down very well if that was, and I'm not saying it is, but if it were the case, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, shame for Jake. Shame for the race. Shame for a, 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 a lot of viewers out there and so forth. But yeah, sometimes it's just one of those lows of racing, I guess, after such a long time. And look, it was the second big downer for Jake Burton in in the race. He had to unfortunately put a lap behind me without being able to pass me. I held him held him back for a whole full lap of passes, which is one of my <laughs> proudest moments. Um, we won't talk about the safety car involved in that that he Roger. couldn't overtake me, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it, it was a, it was a solid lap by me. I must admit. So sorry about that, Jake. But, yeah. Well, look. Well, uh, look uh, oh, thank you. Uh, overall, it was a, a. I believe it was a successful event. That's how you guys are put picturing it. And already yep. you're talking about 2025. So, and yep. people want you to do. Um, oh, Le Mans, every other Sebring, Le Mans, everything. <laughs> but you guys are obviously planning now for 2025 already. Oh, sorry, you've got a two week holiday. I'm yes, I go, do. Go back out. I'm um, gone tomorrow morning. I'm gone. Yeah, so I'll, I won't talk to you too much about that because it just sounds too exciting. I'll get jealous. But um, yeah, obviously, <laughs> overall success and planning for next year already. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, when I originally did this. I thought it was only ever going to be for one year. We're just going to do one race because, you know, the COVID had ruined the real Bathurst 12-hour. I thought, I just can't go without a fix this year for the 12-hour, so let's do it online, and away we went. Um, And it's just been like a bit of a juggernaut. But, uh, I mean, one of the things that people kind of don't realise is just setting it up, the time it takes, and just making up posters and so forth. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a contractor for work, so but I've had this week off. But without having this week off, it would have been impossible to get everything ah, done. Yes. <laughs> so it's pretty huge. And I'm, you know, I'm you know, struggling today to get everything finished. And I won't have it all done before I, I leave and I do someone to come back. But yes, uh, in that respect, and I think we're going to have a wonderful, um, a wonderful event because seeing what's coming out of Daytona 24 and the photos in the social media, we know that a Mustang is being scanned. <clears throat> and, and I would expect a Corvette is not far off if it's not already done. So you've got some new GT3 cars coming. I thought I saw somewhere that somebody had had dropped a little hint that there is a new McLaren coming as well. And I don't, don't take that as gospel, I'd but I, I thought I saw that. about that as well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, new GT3 cars, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've often wondered whether GT4 class would be best done as a single car class. Yeah, uh, and almost with a fixed set. Yep. Um, and so performance comes down to driving ability. I thought that's probably a good way to go. But I mean, I, I look, there was a good mixture of cars out there for GD4, so it was good to see in, in eighteen yep. cars. So that was that was good to see in itself. I, I mean, I just loved it. I'd, I'd love to having those guys out there and planning for next year. Yeah. 
as much as I don't want, my, oh, I'm not lucky my wife won't listen to this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Because <laughs> the looks I've got in the last couple of days, because I, I celebrated I a birthday not so long ago, and it was like, well, we are going out. Yeah, 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 but I just want to get this session sorted. No, no we are going out. Yep. And then we get to oh. the hotel room, and it's, leave your phone here, we're going out. <laughs> You yep. can't go and check it. We're going out. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a meal. We're going to have a glass of wine. We're, you know, you know, you know, no more sim racing. So, yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the question I've got personally, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. We, we've got some clouds coming over iRacing very soon. They're going to drop some rain on oh. servers soon. Are, are we, I guess it'll depend on whether they put rain with GT3 and GT4 cars come that year but is that something you've got in the back of your mind or just thinking about I, it now? I, I no just thinking about it now but oh my god and you know what bathurst is like at, at, oh. at that time of year actually it doesn't rain too no much. it doesn't we've only ever had one year with rain, two years with rain no 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 um um last year was wasn't it, it started in rain in uh, 2022 was it, it? it was wet yeah wet and foggy um, and there was a massive storm at the end of last year. It absolutely burned uh, down. Yeah, I, I think. But I, I think the race finished, and the rain hit, or it was in the last lap or two. The thousand gets you know that intermittent stuff coming through all the time. Every now yep. and again, all of a sudden it's raining. It's not. It's raining. It's not. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I mean, I look forward to it, uh, and and I, I hope we have it. I, I hope for GT three and all the circuit. I don't know which way I racing are going to go because I, I think they will release incrementally so yeah, it might be gd3 cars get it or it might be this track's got it i don't know what the parameters are there yeah um, so uh, but i hope we've got it because in an ideal world if it is the gt3s and oh, gt4s have it and bathus has it you're having a random whatever happens yeah rain yeah yeah. yeah 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 oh well looking at the the releases that they've shown us we can set it in a server we can set yes. when it rains and when it doesn't mm-hmm Yes. So <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, All... my bank account becomes a very important thing for people to donate money to to tell them when it's going to rain. When it's not about this. <laughs> That's it. If you want to write I your questions, in, contact us at lockdownloads.com. You can. Um, I'll I'll let you know when I find out. I'll do. I'll donate fifty percent of the proceeds to whatever charity you choose. It's all mate. Shipbox rally. That's what we do now. There you go. Did, did you like the car? I did. Mate. Spent well ages setting that one up. He's not well happy done. with it. Yeah, well done. Well done. No, that was uh, good. So, look, quickly, I've, I've already taken up way too much of your time on a Monday, but I just want to touch base with you. We, we we came back after a year off, and the whole world had changed. Scops is now lo no longer OSR. It's now AOG. Yep. Can you take us through? Obviously, a lot of, lot of time Scops would have taken out of your life, but is that part of it? Yeah, yeah, look, it is. And there's also a point where... There's a little bit of a balancing act you've got to do with sim racing, and you can do something for a long time, and you can become stale at doing it. And and I've got to say, I'm I'm really proud of the guys that have worked on Scops and the community that have put into it over the time, because there's been a lot of things that we've developed that have come from a community suggestion saying we need to do this. Yeah, 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 but how? And they've helped. And they've suggested it and we've looked at it and then there are different things that have just come from races that we've been in or and seen this happen. Think, yeah, that's going to work. Right, we've got to write a, a, a rule set around that, but we make that work and away we go. 
So there's been a, a, an evolution of SCOPS, as it were, from its beginnings, which was to stop I-rating being the determining factor as to who gets into top split on a Monday night for V8 supercars. Let's put the fastest guys into a server, more than 25 at a time, and let them race it out. Um, and it's got to be open for everybody to have a go at. And I was like, oh, my God, we've got so many people. We're going to have to do two splits. Um, and so we did that. And we, you know, we developed, we were invited to run it for, because we had done a lot of league stuff already and run um, live race control. So you hone those skills, you do that thing, you get to, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. And you just think, you know what? Um, okay, we've got this, we've taken this down a path. And I don't mind saying I'm, I'm, I am a bit of a boomer. So there's lots of stuff that I don't understand about social media and, and that's not part of my life. Right. But I understand the importance of it and the changes that have occurred in the world with regards to that. You can embrace it. You can accept it. You don't have to be a part of it. If you don't want to, you're cool. So with that in mind, when you watch the pro series and uh, uh, pop up and you've got people in there who are more attuned to that, the way they've gone about it, you look at it and go, wow, that's great. I don't have the skills to do that and I would be copying it if I did. Mm-hmm. And they have the ability in the in the Invitational series to be able to do just that. It's invitational. We're open to everybody. They are invitational and they've chosen how they go to narrow it down. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the pro series as well. So you, you, I can see the benefits of both series and I can see the quality in both series. And you look at it backwards and forwards and you just sort of go, you know what? I'm taking on an awful lot here because I, I was asked to take on several roles when I originally spoke to the pro series guys when they started talking to me about it. And I said, look, guys, I, I, I can't do justice. And there's a little bit of impartiality that could be questioned. So I don't want to take a larger role in one than the other. I'll stay where I am and yada, yada, help out, do that stuff and do these things for you where my integrity can't be uh, questioned. You know, I can't show favoritism. I can't do anything but just the role and we'll do that well. And Simon and I do that. We work with Peter Baxter and Race Control. Does a great job. So for us, Scops was then, we looked at it and we did it for, you know, we've done it for an extra two years while Pro Series is running. And we just thought, you know what, it, it's, I think it's time. And I, I spoke to Simon about this. I don't know why, but you just get a feeling that it's time that we step back from this. And I, I spoke with the boys about it. And I said to them in a, just just the other day, I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I made the first step that took us out of Scops by saying I'm not going to be part of it in 2024. I, If you guys um, are going to continue on with it, I wish you the best of luck. I just need to step out for me. I, I've, I've done what I should do, what I can do, and I think I'm not um, – uh, I'm not going to be as big an asset as I have been in the past, if you want to say that. So let's let somebody else step in. And one of the blokes said, and I said, I'm sorry that, you know, you all then went, yeah, well, okay, oh, all right. Oh, well, if he's not doing it, I'm not going to do it. If he's not doing it, I'm not going to do it. And basically our team stepped back from it. I said, I'm really sorry if I pulled you out of that and you wanted to do it. And one of the comments I got back, which I thought I was, you know, chuffed to hear, was that, Mike, you didn't actually – force us out you made us realize that we were ready to step back from it as well you just took the first Uh step and i was really happy to hear that um because if you if you're involved in sim racing you're doing something you love go and do it you know make it happen and work on it and and bring something to the to the table for the community so for that to happen we needed to step back and 
you know, Dan Yeeman and Simon Mazomo, the boys, and Sim Speed are still in there doing what they're doing. So it's going to be a great series. They've made some changes. They're going to you know, alter things around a little bit. And that's probably what the series needs to freshen it a little bit. Um, and we're happy to step back and say, okay, go for it, boys. Um, good luck. We're, we're still members um, of the SCOPS group. Um, we're standing in the background. If anyone has a question that they want to ask us, did you do this? What was going on here? How? Why? Whatever. But they've got this. They, they know what they're doing. They're, they're a good group of guys. They've um, looked at it. And from their point of view, they helped us two years prior with Discord. Yep. Did a great job. And they've been very respectful in in how they might have said, oh, I don't think, should we try this? You know, and we've sort of gone, yeah, no, or whatever. But now they've got the reins, so they're saying, yeah, we're going to give it a go. Let's do this. Let's try this. So they've got their own ideas. And I, I think that's how you make a series progress. You give it longevity and you make it good for the people that compete in it. They've got ideas. Let's go. Let's see. Give it a run. So, yeah, that's we it. stepped back and that was, that was it was thank you. So long and thanks for all the fish, as it were. <laughs> Uh, to quote a Douglas Adam book. But, um, yeah, that's what we did. So how long had you been a part of it? Ten years. Ten years. Well done. That is a very, very good. uh, Yep, ten years. So we've been there. So does this mean we're going to see you in the car more, racing around and banging shoulders with some of the best out there? Yeah, well, I've I've jumped into the V8 Vets uh, series and I'm still banging around in split three and I've been – I've, in the broadcast, I've been nicknamed Moses Korolev because <laughs> I seem to be able to make the grid part in front of me. And I've had a couple of races where people have just decided that they're going to take the guy off next to them or they run wide and so forth. And um, at one particular race, in the first six corners, I moved ahead 17 positions. <laughs> so wow. I know, right? How often does that happen? <laughs> Because I didn't crash or I just drove underneath someone and they crashed and, yeah. So, yes, more racing. More racing. That's what I like to hear. And that's what all these decisions end up being about is doing the thing you love more than um, running and making a job out of it, I think. That's what the balance has got to be. But thank you so much for your time, Mike. Now, you enjoy the next two weeks where you are living and breathing Bathurst 512 hour all in, in two weeks. and. Let me know uh, if anyone out there needs uh, has a space for him to stay when he comes back after his wife has divorced him. That would be uh, great as well because then we can get a 24-hour race happening, can't we, Mike? Well, well, yeah, I, th- I, th- yeah, I don't know, Pete. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm pretty keen on this wife. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, yeah. if, you can get 20, if you can get two weeks away at Bathurst, <laughs> do everything you can. Just keep up. That's hey, the main I- thing. I had to turn sixty to do it, mate. This is the this uh, is the year of enough. me. So, <laughs> I are, are you the, are you throwing the the one thousand in there later? Was that part of the sixtieth or what? Oh uh, no, no, no. I'm, oh. I'm, no, I'm a twelve hour man now. I won't I go down for the one thousand. I'll sit home and watch that. I, I love the race, but I don't want to be on the hill with the bogans. No, fair enough. All good. <laughs> well, happy birthday for the sixtieth. Congratulations on Thank OSR's twelve hour. It was a really good event, and hopefully, we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Mate, love to do it. Anytime you want to chat, just just give us a yell, Wilco. Always happy to help out. You do a great job with your podcast and your, your fundraising and good luck with your rally, man. That's awesome. Yeah, can't wait. But, yeah, we'll talk to you all with next episode. I don't know when that'll be. Just tune in. We'll be there. Anyway, thank you all and have a great day. Bye. Bye.